1: Welcome back to Misunderstood. I'm your host, Rachel Yucatel. So I'm a huge animal lover. We currently have two dogs, Mishka and Nala, and we're fostering a third, which I think is really gonna end up living with us. And if it was up to my daughter and me, we'd probably have three more, at least. Most days, I kind of like my dogs more than I like some people. So when today's guest, Maria Tabrawi, The co-president and director of Zoological Wildlife Foundation in Miami invited me to visit. I jumped at the chance. I took my daughter out of school for the day and made it where she could come with me and see what her mom does for a living, but also get a chance a a once-in-a-lifetime experience, which happens to be an educational day about animals in captivity. Maria gave us a tour of the beautiful property. We got to experience some of the animals, most of the animals actually, and see why the park is so popular with locals and tourists alike. The staff takes amazing care of these animals the guests, and everything in between. Some people think that raising animals in captivity is basically the equivalent of abuse. I have a lot of feelings on this, but I will tell you from being there and experiencing this firsthand, that ZWF is run basically like a private zoo. When you go visit, you get a private tour, if that's how you schedule it, and you feel like no one else is there. When we were there, literally no one was there besides us. And it felt like it was really just us living in the animal's world. I've never experienced anything like it. And I want you to really understand that I got the feeling that these animals were so cared for and so loved and so happy. Um, So I really hope you take a minute to Google ZWF or go on their Instagram and learn about their mission. While we were there, Maria and I chatted about what it's like to raise these animals and about the stigma and claims that it is abusive. We talk about what it's like to call the zoo her home. She actually lives there on the property. We got to meet Limbani, the zoo's superstar chimpanzee, who, by the way, has over 800,000 followers on Instagram. People actually DM him to get a happy birthday wish and all sorts of things. It's completely crazy. He's the biggest celebrity I've seen in a while. We got to spend some time with him and see how loved he is and see how much he loves Maria and her staff. They've raised him since he was a baby. We also discussed some of the zoo's detractors, namely PETA, and why people shouldn't compare ZWF to the Tiger King. After my visit, one thing is clear. They love their animals and they take pride in bringing that joy to the public. And they want you to visit and they want you to see what it's all about. It was an eye opening conversation into a world only a few know about firsthand. So please enjoy my interview with Maria. Okay, hey, Maria. Thank you so much for joining me on Misunderstood. Thank you for having me. Of course, I I feel like it's such an honor to be here. It, thank you. Being here, you know, the photos really don't do it justice. It feels like you're in the most intimate. Um, it doesn't even feel like a zoo. It feels like you are in a home of oasis. the animals. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like I an love oasis, it. I would say. An oasis. That's a really good word. Yeah. Okay, so before we even get into how you got here, I just want to hear about your childhood a little bit. Where you grew up, where you got this love for animals? Well,
0: I I've, I've I'm I'm Cuban. I was born in Cuba, Havana. And from there I left when I was 4 to Spain and I actually went to school in Spain, grew up there and we actually moved here as immigrants in um, when I was turning nine. Mm-hmm. And ever since I lived in Miami, I've traveled all over, but I, I lived in Miami. This is my actual home here, okay. like, you know, Miami, Florida.
1: Right. And did you, at a young age, were you, like, obsessed with animals? Or? I always,
0: I remember when I was young, my father bought us a chicken.
1: Oh. <laughs> well, <laughs> yeah. That's different.
0: Farming, so... <laughs> Since, since a child, I had a, you know I had animals, so it, I did have an affinity for animals. As I got an older, you know, I had dogs, I had cats. Um, I loved taking care, like nourishing the babies, you know, mm-hmm. like baby cats. Um, but as I grew older, I used remember I used to sit with my dad every Sunday and watch Mutual of Omaha. I don't know if you remember that program. No. That's way back, <laughs> many years ago, many moons ago. <laughs> so I used to watch that program, and I always used to tell my father, one day I'm going to have a zoo. Or one day I'm going to go to Africa. And he used to laugh at me. He used to go, well, you better make a lot of money work and have a career so you can, you know. Right. And it it was possible. I made, you know, we made that happen. And, you know, I mean, I I I grew up with dogs. I grew up with cats, chickens. But older in life, you know, I was also introduced to um, a capuchin. It was have a cat named uh, Dan. He was all white with red, red eyes, actually from Mario. I... We, we were able to purchase in the eighties that, and then we also purchased through my father-in-law because I was previously married. A um, actually a cougar. We oh, also wow. we he we acquired that back in the eighties. You it was nothing so strict to get licenses as is now. They, they don't let you have them in your home. Back then you were able.
1: Right. So I think people are listening are probably like, but how did she even come into contact with these kind of different or endangered animals, right? Because most of us don't have that opportunity unless we go to a zoo. Um, So, and some people do in certain states, I guess, but I I think it's less, you know, uh, accessible to the average person. Well, now it's different. Now it's very, very strict. Right, very strict. But so you're saying in the 80s, it was less strict. In the 80s? Anybody
0: could have a a cat, a feline in their home. Wow. The law school wasn't so strict. Right. There were not so many people against what we do, animal rights, you know, um, activists. So it wasn't so, like, the way it is now.
1: Right. So let's go back for a second to, you talked about Mario. This was a man you met. You ended up marrying him. He's your partner now. In In business, yeah, in business, business. not Not in life anymore. Okay, no problem. Um, But at the time you met him, and he was just coming off of a very difficult time in his life, correct? Correct. Correct. (laughs) Which is a a very colorful story to this. But it was funny because he was—he wanted a new start in life, Mm -hmm. and he was
0: able to make that happen. And I and I think that everybody comes to your life for a reason. Yeah. And I wanted—I worked for corporate, Mm -hmm. for human resources. I was going to school for professional management in Nova University. But I also, but I was tired of working in corporate, and I wanted to have a business of my own. Right. So it's like things fall in place, and we met. I I known the way I knew Mario was the animals that I had. We had purchased the exotic animals we had purchased. We had purchased through Mario through my brother-in-law. Okay. That w- loved exotic animals. Right. That's how I was introduced to.
1: Now, so for people, animals. and we don't have to get into the whole thing, but so that we can add a little color to what we're talking about, Mario was involved in a zoo. Moons ago, Moons ago, ago, and he ended up having some trouble unrelated so to the zoo. The Logical Unlimited was his first zoo, right? So at the time you met him, he had just come out of prison, and correct. he had spent a, a 12 years, I think, of a 100-year sentence correct. or something. And he, um, and he got out, and he decided to change the the zoo that he had that had some trouble again. He not started the again; he had nothing.
0: Started he started over from, from from
1: what I'm up. And that became this. The current. became this, and then we met. Right.
0: Through his brother. His brother was a very good friend of his for almost ten years before I saw Mario again. Okay. And then how um, many
1: animals at the time when you came here, how many animals were here? No, there
0: were none. this didn't exist. We started in a warehouse. Oh wow. By the airport of Miami, importing exporting exotic animals. Wow. And, and this then, is for people to buy or just to see? To purchase. People okay. will purchase. We will sell to the reptile industry, people that breed and sell animals, you know. Okay. And through friends of his and and stuff. We started talking, and I and I wanted to open a business. He wanted another chance in life, mm. and it happened, you know. Um, and we started the import export by the by the airport, and then we had a chance. We we were looking for property, and I purchased this property, and then that's how it started.
1: What was it like here? It w- was all uh, was it all these abandoned, trees?
0: no roads, no nothing. Wow. It was just an empty lot, an empty lot, with a home. Mm vacant for the past three years so it was a disaster this wow. was like a, a training uh, like a home they used to train horses got it so it had the like the tracks to train the horses right so we had to clean everything out so imagine before before zoological wildlife foundation zoological Fund was incorporated in 2000 okay but before zoological hit hit from the ground up because we were doing the import and export it was about 2011. So it took all those years to actually build it. Wow. You know? So what was your first animal that you had? Oh my God! The first animal was a capuchin. Okay. And then from What's a capuchin, that? a capuchin is. Uh, oh my God! The baby capuchins. Uh, I'm a, they're from the New World monkey. They're okay. they're the very funny. They they actually use it for handicap for old, elderly people. Oh. So they're trained. These animals are trained. We don't train them. We don't declot animals or anything. Uh huh. But they're new world monkeys, that's how you call them. Okay. And capuchins have a, like, different subspecies of capuchins. Okay. So, not to get so into it. In that, But um, but
1: these were your first animals these that were, you acquired. Course.
0: Then we had a leopard mm-hmm. called gypsy. And gypsy used to travel with us. We used to stay at hotels because, if I remember, when he got out, he used to live with his mom. And I used to live in my house, in my home with my parents because I had younger kids. And I used to work and go to school. Oh, so wow. You know what I'm saying? So... We would go out, and then when we started, you know, being more involved and being together, we used to stay in hotels. One of them was the Princess Hotel. <laughs> and you would go in with your car, and nobody would see you. So imagine, we would be there, right. and all of a sudden, the, the leopard would roar. Oh, my goodness. People it must have like, exotic? what is going on? Yes, hysterical. Oh so, my gosh. And then we had our, our gibbon. Mm-hmm. Our gibbons come from, from Indonesia, mm-hmm. that Dr. Levine actually helped us acquire one you know he gave us one on loan Mm -hmm. and we had and that's what we started and then that's when i saw i said you know what i want to open a zoo i want to be able to give this experience that we're having sharing with the world and people that cannot go to africa the amazon is actually here in south florida that was the concept of it
1: right so when you started to acquire these animals i'm assuming still the property wasn't like it is now so it was cages just being built as you were getting different animals is that how it
0: worked Correct. Yeah.
1: And did you know a lot about these animals before you had them? Well, Mario had... I had the knowledge of the corporate
0: world mm-hmm. and being able to manage... So you were the business. Yes. Yeah. And Mario had the affinity and the knowledge of the animal. Right. And acquiring the animals and the network of friends that he had built through the years before, he, you know, he went on vacation. Right. So, so that's how we started. Right. So he started doing his network calling people and people started helping him and, you know, and building the capital acquire these animals because right. some of them we have to you know being able to to get them or facilitate them you know food and places to trade with with people so
1: right exactly so let's talk about the animals you have here we took a tour um, and saw most of your beautiful animals but why don't you explain to the listeners the types of animal the different types of animals you have well, right we
0: now. have a, we have about 200 and plus animals I would say 250 and plus wow Yes, and different species, like we have capuchins, we have protected capuchins, cinnamon capuchins. So we have different variety of animals, mm-hmm. from, from snakes to owls to all kinds of, of, of felines. We have jaguars, lepers, tigers, lions, um, stender, whites, um, and then we have tortoises, turtles, uh, you know, we have crocodiles. So
1: Kangaroos. A variety yeah. of animals
0: that so we have. I say I'm an of animals, I would say.
1: If there is, uh, is there one animal that you don't have yet that you still want to acquire? A hippo. Oh. Are giraffe. hippos the ones that are um, dangerous, or is that yes, rhinoceros? But
0: I, that's, like, kind of my, I love, I love Limbani. Limbani is a chimpanzee, was my all-time, but then the hippo is one of something
1: different that I would love to. You would love to have. Do you think there's a possibility you might ever acquire one? Yeah.
0: Anything is possible. Right.
1: Do they but need you, a lot of space? You need a lot of space
0: because, remember, they travel. They, they, they walk, yeah. and then they go. They have to build, like, a big pool because they do their necessities in the pool. So you have to do, like, a filtering system right. where it will flush out, you know, clean your water. So that's, it's a lot.
1: Right. The so animal
0: itself is a lot. I
1: yeah. want to talk about some of the stories behind some of these animals. A lot of them have come from... Places where you're almost rescuing them, right, Correct. out of the situation. Can you tell us about we some of We actually them?
0: rescued uh, from, uh, from Africa about six uh, from Kent hunting white, white tigers. Because mm-hmm. over there in Africa, what they do is they pay a front, and people travel, and then they, they kill them. Right. And then they bring the trophy. The trophy is the head, whatever part they want. And they have to get the CITES to bring it back to the United States or anywhere in, in the country those people can afford to go. So we actually rescued, and it was very expensive. It was about 20-some grand each animal that we, wow. we brought and we rescued. And those animals we produced because the way I actually, I was able to get the experience. Like I said, I was saying that one day I wanted to go to Africa. I made that happen. Uh-huh. We made that happen, and we went to Africa, to the south of Africa, Malamala, uh-huh. And we stayed at a preserve, and we actually went out, and we would see the animals. Right. You know, free in the wild, and it's beautiful, but it's... it's um. We learned from it, and we were able to bring it back to constant and build the habitats here right. to make it very natural. But at the same time, when people criticize what we do, I would say it's not fair. Why it's not fair? Because, yes, I would love to see animals free, mm-hmm. and that's the concept I want to build in the future. We were able to build the capital to, to do that. But right, now, but right now, animals that been in captivity for more than 100 years, you cannot take these animals and put them up in the wild because... Right. First of all, it's, they will not survive mm-hmm. because the deforestation that they have in, 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 in the wild, um, the, the food, mm-hmm. the chain of food that they, they will fight, they'll kill themselves. These, these animals... Right, they
1: don't know about hunting, right? Yeah, they're they don't the, know. So they, yeah. how do
0: they survive? So they're going to be the guinea pig right. of those animals that are there in the wild. That they and then the life proximity of these animals in captivity, if they last, let's say, 20 years, in the wild they'll last. Half of that, right? Because the food chain, because they have to survive, and they're skinny. Over here, we have our vets that come almost every other week. We have a hospital Mm -hmm. that, and you know, we have we have the the capability of taking care of these animals. So they're yeah, they're really being
1: taken care. And if you look at animals, you you
0: have the experience. You can walk and you can for yourself. You can critique, and you can see the way we have the animals. And you can go to Zoo Miami, right?
1: And look how they have the animals, beautiful habitats, but they're skinny. Well, this habitat is so much different though because in a regular zoo you have hundreds of people walking through looking at the cages making a lot of noise and here it feels really different because again what i was saying before it really feels like you're in the animal's home and we're just we get a bird's eye view and and we're really not disturbing them which is really nice but in the same way your animals are are um, okay with or craving the attention of people but like one-on-one because you guys allow people to go in and pet them they're really domesticated in the way that they love humans they're not scared and that's right, pretty amazing because we've we'll well.
0: been doing this for close to it's gonna be 24 years next yeah. year that we've been doing this so oh. they get used to they get used to the noises they get used to the people mm-hmm. uh, do you that, think they would they have were... a hard
1: time if there was hundreds of people walking through like a regular well, the
0: way we set this up is we do tours every hour or every hour and a half uh-huh. so we, and it's, we have a cap, so we don't try to overdo it I see, to stress yeah. the animals. So we do a certain amount of caps to, during the eight hours, right? and we make it fair.
1: Right. So this is not so crazy for cool. How many of the animals here were born in captivity versus how many you saved from somewhere else where they were maybe in the wild? I would say all the white tigers were, were brought from, from Africa. Mm-hmm. Everything
0: else was either reproduced or they were here and they reproduced themselves. So they're used to being in cages,
1: yeah. it's not. So again, you were talking about how you get a lot of criticism, which to some would sound odd because you are taking care of animals. So, um, a lo- and you explained it already. A lot of these animals could not survive because it's not like they were taken from the wild. You you rescued some right, from the wild. Right, um, I asked you this earlier, but I want to hear the, the answer again um, about um, if you raise an animal from birth and they know you, um, how will they grow to be with you? Like so many people say, Oh, tigers at a certain age shouldn't be wrestling and hugging people. They should be in the wild or they should be in a cage. Talk to me about what it's like to raise an animal, um, into, you know, adulthood and, and the connection that the animal really gets with the owner. Um, or their handlers,
0: their handlers, so surrogate moms or, or, you know, or father. Mm -hmm. Um, an animal is like a child. Mm-hmm. They give birth, they're born, and the person that takes care of them, they see them as their family member, as a mom, and they become attached to that person. Yeah. How how humanistic you want to have that animal is up to the person. Mm-hmm. I, we take care of the animals, we interact with the animals, but we let them be as, as, as natural as possible. Right. That's how we do it here. Right. We don't declare our animals, we don't defend our animals. Like, everything is intact. But yeah. we don't show them tricks. Right. So. oh, it's,
1: Right. So it's not like a circus where it's you're. It's not a circus. Yeah.
0: You know, it's just basically the up close personal experience and the educational part of learning about what we have here.
1: So I'm curious, someone like you that knows so much about these more rare animals, what do you think of circuses? No, I don't like circuses. You don't? No. Do you think it's abuse the way that they teach like those elephants? And... Kind of, yes. I don't like, I, you know. Bringing brothers,
0: I don't like that kind of, like that kind of scenario. I don't, mm-hmm. you know, that. If you if you see that scenario from being a circus and from here, you can tell the difference. Mm-hmm. Here, they're they're not being transported to do shows, right? They're not being abused to do shows or, or bidding. They're here. You're going into their enclosures. You're doing the interaction, the experience. You're seeing them. You take up close and personal pictures with them. Mm-hmm. You're able to touch certain areas of the animal because we're not going to let you put your finger in the, in the mouth to right. get hurt. Right. Because, I mean, that's kind of ridiculous. But, but we want to give that feeling and for them to get up close and personal with, with a person. But
1: that's it. Right. That's as far as we go. Right. Uh, do you ever have a difficult time with people coming in here that they're not respecting your home? I mean, this really is your home we or actually, the animals? Uh, we actually never had. I mean, I would say children, maybe because they want to play
0: and they want to touch. And if the parent's not supervising the mm-hmm. father, of course, we will say, hey, you know, we need to, you need to keep your child close to you. Yeah. Make sure that they don't put that. Like, we read the right act to them. Yeah. But honestly, we never had any issues here with anybody. You know, I mean, they learn. People that come to us, is because they love nature, mm-hmm. one, and they love animals. Right. And they want that up close and personal experience. with.
1: How are you guys... Funded. I mean, you guys are obviously self funded. You're self funded. Wow. I'm we want taking, to be able to open
0: a 501c to help okay. to get more help because it's very costly. Yeah. The, the food, the medical, upkeeping the animals the staff, here every day, the staff here. the staff here. We have yeah. about 20 some employees, the insurances, you know, it's, it's expensive. That's
1: another thing I saw when I was walking around. You really get the feeling that these animals are not neglected even for five no. minutes. There is a human walking by near their cage, talking to them. Um, through their cage, in the cage. I mean, you really get the feeling that all and, the animals are right. being touched. And my all the staff time. and volunteers,
0: either they're going to, they're all going to school. I mm-hmm. make sure that I, you know, keep a track on them. Like, they go to school, they're educated. They, I mean, they have a passion and a love for what they're doing. Either right. they're, they're, it's something where they're going to school is something related to animals. Mm-hmm. Like, either they become a vet, a doctor. You know, it's related. So, mm-hmm. that's what we try to do.
1: What um, do you think is the difference between you guys and a situation like the Tiger King? Obviously, during COVID, everybody got obsessed with two things: doing their own hair at home, oh, I did that, <laughs> coloring their <your> own hair, <laughs> and watching the Tiger King. Yeah. Um, so we all, I think, have a you know a bird's eye view into the life of somebody who takes care of tigers, someone in the zoo aspect of things. But like, what is different about you guys, and what do you think about? Um, those guys well
0: I would say Mario and I are very eccentric we have we're eccentric but we're very classy people mm-hmm. apart from that you know and we're Hispanic um, in the sense that we're culture in the sense that from very early they teach us to to love animals to to be very close to to nature to people mm-hmm. so it, that's instilled in us but most of all um, I don't like to talk bad about people but I would say those other people that were in the animal business they weren't doing something right mm-hmm. or they were too too worried about the gossip in between them and right. worried about what they have to do which is their business right you know so that was makes us different and the, the people that come here if you look at our tripadvisor or google critics you see that our our comments are good versus a negative comment. Yeah. There's no being abuse of hitting animals. There's not being abused of animals not being taken care of. Right. You know, yeah, there's gossip about maybe one of the owners, but that was a past. Right. That was a life. But you can't bring that past into a person doing a business now. Right. You know what I'm saying?
1: Of course. And, you know, he served his time that he was given, and, you know, everyone deserves a second chance. And obviously... This is a beautiful, you know, uh, end story to what he went through in the past. And I know, I mean, I met him earlier in there. Mario, we're talking about, he was very clear that this is a work in progress and he's always doing his best to make it even better. And that's kind of a metaphor for your life, for everybody. Right, right. You know, I think that's very clear with you guys, you know, separately, but this project that you have. Yeah, yeah.
0: We we're separately, but we, we, have, we both have an affinity and a love and passion for what we do. hmm so this is why, you know, it works for us. Right.
1: Now you live here on the property. Yes. What is that like? like do you wake up to the zoo? The zoo is a, a zoo. Sounds? The zoo is a zoo. I live in the zoo. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's um
0: I, I there's no words to express it because I wake up to the sounds of the animals. I go mm-hmm. to sleep sometimes to the sound of of the the felines trying to mate. Right. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And them had, conversing with one another. Mm-hmm. Or in the early in the morning, you hear the gibbons, the howling sounds that they make, trying to communicate. And then from there, then the capuches will start, and then from there, the the finches will start. Right. So it's like a musical right. going around, you know. That's
1: amazing. And then you open your door and you see all those beautiful peacocks in your front yard. And my landscaping. I yeah. love nature, so I love Yeah, you can't <laughs> get better than, than this kind of landscaping. Yes. Um, so we sort of touched on this, but there are some detractors that think that animals should not be kept in ca- captivity in general, not just here, but in all zoos, in SeaWorld. You know, what are your thoughts in general about that? I
0: think it's a way of them making money
1: because they they open
0: a 501C. Mm-hmm. They get people that are not very knowledgeable, mm-hmm. but they have all this money to spend. They give them they write, They they give them what they want to hear. Mm-hmm. And those people would invest money, not knowing what's actually happening behind the closed the doors. Scenes, yeah. You understand? Yeah. And, and then um, they believe in what that person is saying, let's say, and, uh, and then it makes it bad for us because they get the credit because they have all this funding that they're coming. People are believing, but actually they're really not taking care of those animals. Yes. Right. You know what I'm saying? They're making a profit out of that. So at the end of the day, they're making a profit out of that. Turning it versus what we do, because mm-hmm. if you if you're here, and I welcome you, and I welcome anybody mm-hmm. that's against it, what we do, to actually come here and work with us and right. see what we do,
1: right, and then they can critique, right. I think that's you know a great answer because it is very clear um, that you guys are very invested in your animals, and yeah. they are um, none of them seem to be in distress or yeah. want to be anywhere else, and that's very clear. Whereas sometimes when you go elsewhere to some of the places I mentioned, like a Sea World or whatever, it does feel stressful for the people watching, for animals. Because that becomes I'm saying that could be a little
0: bit of abusive because that becomes like a circus. Yeah, you know, right. they're, they're in a in a tub, they're in a big giant pool and they're and right. they're swimming around. That I see it, but also, maybe those animals been doing it for so many years, yeah. for so long, that this is the only thing they're going to know. Right. So if you take these animals and you put them out in the ocean, what's going to
1: happen? Right. They wouldn't be able to survive, probably. They wouldn't even know what they were, where they were going, what they where were they're doing. going. Yeah. So why change something that's already been
0: done for many years? That they could have upgraded that pool? Yeah. That they could have done it bigger twice right. or three times? Right. To get that experience? That maybe after those experiences that he showed to people that they would actually give them access, even to the ocean, mm-hmm. maybe close out some area of the ocean, making it bigger for them. Right. So maybe at some point from there, they can maybe have moved to actually being released. Sure. That could have been done.
1: Right. If they didn't do it. It's on them. Right. Because they were more invested in the money that they were getting probably. It, yes. So it sounds like, you know, there are people that obviously start with a good intention, um, and probably go sideways because they see how much money is in it. And you also have, when you have uh, a company as big as, as that, uh, as let's say Miami
0: Zoo, mm-hmm. um, Miami Seaquarium. remember it's run by a, a bunch of members of the board. A board, yeah. And everybody don't have the same idea. Sure. Or the same structure. Or the same background and knowledge, yeah. Like, Mario and I have this business, but we're both, at the end of the day, we both have the same goals. Yeah. We both have the same love and passion for the animals. Right. So it's there, written in black and white. Yeah. And we both see eye to eye
1: when it comes to that. I'm just curious, and I want to go back to to for one second, just because I think a lot of people watching Tiger King did think that he had started with good intention and went sideways because he got so involved in... The emotional drama and with the money he was getting or not getting do you think he deserves to be in prison for through th- through his career the beginning or or after tiger king um through his career in the beginning i mean he he seemed like at the beginning he loved animals i don't know if that's true. well he
0: always loved animals yeah. as a child and i can tell you and i can attest for that because i know him personally mm-hmm. more than anybody out there in the world yeah. because i lived with him for for 15 and a half years mm-hmm. living with him and then after we've been together for 24. Mm-hmm. Now, so I can tell you whoever is telling you that is talking crap mm-hmm. because the guy really loves what he does. The yeah. guy cries when an animal dies. Right. So I can tell you that what he does is because he does it out of his heart. Mm-hmm. The love that he has for those animals. Right. If you tell me that he rather spend time with a human and an animal, he's going to go for that. He, for that animal not the human.
1: Right. You're talking about Mario. Mario. Yeah,
0: okay. So if what he did, well, he paid a price for Mm -hmm. it. He went to jail. He did something. It was wrong. And I I believe in the law and Mm -hmm. I believe when you do something wrong, you got to pay consequences. I'm that type of person. I want to become an attorney. So Mm -hmm. I can tell you all. (laughs) So when someone tells me that, oh, I I didn't know what I was doing or or, I didn't do that. No, Mm -hmm. you know what you were doing. Now you pay a price and you pay the consequence and you did your time. Good. Right. But now what you do after that when you get out, it's up to you. Right. Shame on you if you do something wrong, and shame on you if you do good. You know what I'm saying? Right. So he had an opportunity, and he met me. And there's a there's a saying that behind every man there's a good woman, and I was a good woman. Right. And I and I and I mm-hmm. help him build this building, this business together.
1: Right. Speaking of women in the um, Tiger Arena, I want to ask you about Carol Baskin. Just because so many people are. Obsessed with liking her or hating her. First of all, do you think she killed her husband? Yes. You do? Yes. Yeah, I know. <laughs> well, okay, that's interesting. And um, she's
0: ignorant enough to keep putting things out there. Right, like, you to know, doubling down. Doubling down right? yeah. instead of just moving along with her life. Right. Know? But it is kind of amazing she's gotten away
1: with it this long, right? Uh, there's no perfect crime, but if, I would say if you don't tell, nobody will know. Right. Well, and a way to have a, per- a perfect crime is to not have a body, and if a... And if a tiger ate your remains, there's that, no, there's no evidence. That could the be the perfect is crime. <laughs> so I'm, I'm pretty sure. Yeah. yeah. You don't see that on Dateline though. You see the, the wife killing the husband with antifreeze or something, not with a tiger, yeah. but <laughs> no. eventually maybe they'll have that more. All right. Let's talk about one of your most famous animals here, Limbani. Um, these were done by him, by him. Um, talk about when you first, when he first came into your life. Well, Lembani, I mean, I got Lembani at
0: day four. I traveled to pick him up. He was sick. And um, so we brought him home. I brought him home, and he was with me. But, like, at the time, we, where I was getting separated at the time, we were separated. And I was going through my emotional up and downs, you know, the business. Mm-hmm. Um, and he got kind of really sick. and actually, I, And I was actually remodeling my home mm-hmm. because I wanted a fresh start. So I wasn't even staying here that much. So okay. I was staying at the Ball Harbor. Um and that I had to hide him in. Like with a stroller. Like I would I would put oh, like he a little came blanket. To the hotel with him. Him. Oh yeah, oh, he my would come to my apartment. I lived in my apartment next to um yeah, by the by Ball Harbor mm-hmm. Harbor House. So so I remember I would park either in Valet or I would in Valet, they already knew me and I had the guys already, like I would give him five, ten right. dollars. You would grease them. And yeah. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Or if not, I would go through through the garage, yeah. and then there I would tell them, "Hey, I'm coming." Make sure that the, the management is not around. So I would take my stroller. I would put the baby. I would cover it. And I remember one time I was in the elevator, and actually the manager was actually in. she came in and she had a she had her baby also. Oh God! She goes, "Oh, I've seen I've seen you on the hallway. Sometimes you come with a stroller and he's covering." I go. He is such a sensitive baby
1: yeah.
0: that if he just sees you and hears, I know he starts making this, he starts crying. So I have to keep him, you know, oh my goodness. like that.
1: Yes. What if he made a sound? Uh,
0: <laughs> I would have to explain myself. Yes, I oh my out. But that's what I used to do. And I, when I had him in the apartment, when I used to bathe, I actually had to bring this car seat into the bathroom, oh. so he like a baby, because right. I used to do that with my children. When I was alone. I had to bring the
1: little car seat, put him there, so they would see me. Right. And he was like that. So he's become kind of an internet sensation. People, you know, ask for pictures. They ask for kisses. Oh, he's a celebrity. Yeah. So how did that happen? I mean, who
0: wouldn't love him? Yeah. I mean, from day one, he was. He's such. He's so lovable. Mm-hmm. And uh, I mean, we. All my staff would get to play with them. Mm-hmm. They would become surrogate moms. Tanya, also a friend of ours, would actually take care and take him home. So he got to, for some reason, he got, we opened his own social Instagram. Uh-huh. And that's how it started in, in, his, in YouTube. And it started like, Like, you know, that network of people sharing the, the photos. Right. And I think one, one video that I took a picture where the fountain is on the grass that that video became viral like and that's where it hit it
1: off now we're hearing a bunch of noises what is there that? you see that's the noise yeah? <laughs> are those the, is that the lions those are the lions yeah are they in a fight <laughs> no they're just communicating oh wow that's amazing. that sometimes they make that noise
0: communicating with them and that's sometimes if they want to have sex they got you it know. wow so this happens during the day, or this happens at night. Oh, it could happen at night, too. Oh, yeah, at night is when they breed. Because wow. remember, at night is when they go hunting. Oh, oh so right. They, yeah. they're relaxing during the day. Right. And then they... A lot of night. these animals seem nocturnal that are here. Yeah. So is there a lot of activity? Well, there? The, the capuches and the gibbons, by, by 5, 6 o'clock, they're sleeping. Okay. The only ones that are more active are, are the few. My favorite one that
1: I met was the sloths. Those oh, I love sloths. so sloth. cute. Cocoa. Coco and then I have Chanel and I yeah. have Coco Yeah, so cute. I mean, the baby, a little foot was sticking out. They're adorable. Yeah, I love them. And even the armadillo, that little snout and the little nose, adorable. I mean, the animals you have here are just, and the fact that, you know, you can touch things that normally you cannot, I think is what really sets you guys apart. Different. What do you think sets you guys apart from everyone else?
0: I think is just, um. I think the way the way we built this place, the way that we done the experiences and the interactions, and um, and how my staff is mm-hmm. with the guests, I think that's what makes us unique. Yeah, you know. I agree. And they see the and they see the animals that are intact, and they see the way the animals are taken care of. Yeah, that's what makes us
1: unique. Right. Do you have a lot of people that come back?
0: Oh yes, and actually, I get a report now every day on my settlements. I ask the question, the refer. Yeah. And then they, and my employees have to ask, like my book, booking agents have to ask, where the, the guests are coming from. Uh-huh. Is it family related? Like, if, if the word of mouth, is it through Google? Is it through TripAdvisor? And that's how we know. Right. And I keep track of And that.
1: do a lot of people come because they want to meet Limbani? Oh, yeah. If it was everybody, they would come to meet Limbani. Right. Is Limbani on Cameo yet?
0: I, we're, we're we're working on that <laughs> But, I mean, we've done, like, he's done, like, the, um, the so, like, birthday through. Oh, right, okay. Through, like, in, through FaceTime, mm-hmm. he's done that. Um, we, the pillow throw, where it's at a distance, maybe 25 feet in a, and more. Um, right, so
1: he's an animal now um, that does not interact with, with no, strangers. No, he cannot interact. So explain that. Why, why Why, because
0: happen? after 50 pounds um You can either a feline or a capucho. Now, felines you cannot even. But oh, it's just the law. It's the not law. Necessarily you have to, the law. His personality. It's pers- after fifty pounds, they mm-hmm. consider that you can't be up close and personal, right. like hugging. or t- Only even like, you. I can. Okay. Yeah, because I no, I can do it. I can. Okay. I can touch anything. It's up to me. Got it. If they kill me, you yeah. Know, because I'm a, honestly, you know. But we have a group of volunteers. Uh-huh. Um. And staff that can work with them. Right, got it. Because they've been doing this for long and they're part of of our group.
1: So tell me about your podcast, It's a Jungle Out There. I've seen a couple episodes. I think it's great. Well, the reason I started this was because I wanted to
0: share with the world and the audience that we all have a a story to say, Mm -hmm. good or bad, we all. We learn from it. And people can take certain um, tips from them and learn. Mm -hmm. And... And sometimes you're drowning in your own sorrow. Yeah. And and by, by communicating and talking and people seeing you, you're sharing that experience and you don't feel that, oh my God, I'm the only person here suffering. Absolutely. You
1: know? Yeah. And um, that's why I started my podcast, Misunderstood, um, about people or topics that have almost been reduced to a single headline in people's heads. And they should be on a mission or have a platform to change that narrative because everyone deserves a second chance. Exactly. Everyone... Um, you know, can be misunderstood at at some point. I think that's a universal feeling. And when you get a platform to be able to explain who you are, what you've been through, why you made the choices that you've made, and show what you're doing now, I think you know everyone deserves that if they haven't gotten it yet. Yes. Um, and why I wanted you know to have you on is because I think there are misconceptions um, about places like you have because even you know, you know, groups like advocacy groups like PETA and things like that where they say that they're out there to help animals, um, you know, have given you guys a hard time. And that I think is confusing to the average person because then they just assume that zoos or your place is, it, there must be something wrong with it because, you know, PETA doesn't like it. But that's not the end all be on. I think you've done a great job of explaining why you guys are so different and why what you're doing is helping the animals. Um, and you have your own advocacy for animals. Right. And PETA is not going to like, and going into that, PETA is not going to
0: like people that do what we do. Right. Right? Because, why? Because of them doing what they're doing, they're making money. At the end of the day, it's about dollars. Yeah. They're making a lot of money with people that are ignorant or people that are innocent that don't know, are clueless mm-hmm. about take care of animals or what we're doing. we are saving them or helping them. Mm-hmm. Um, and they they have this idea that it's not okay, it's taboo, and they're giving they have the possibility of giving this monies to a 501c, and they're actually writing it as a tax write-off mm-hmm. in their tax. So, they're actually giving this all kinds of money to these people that they're fighting these crazy laws about not having animals in captivity or people like us of what we do Mm -hmm. that it gives us a bad reputation. Yeah. It's not fair. You have to study each case individually. I say that if a facility like ours is not done correctly or treated animals to close them, yes, I believe in that. Mm -hmm. I 100% believe in that. Don't mistreat animals. Mm -hmm. But if you're doing something good like what we're doing and other people's out there, why are you going to do that? Why are you going to harm us? Right. Why? Because you're making money. Because at the end of the day, that's what it is.
1: So what would, making you, money. what would you say is the most misunderstood thing about companies like yours or uh, animals in captivity? Can you say that question? What is, what is most misunderstood about animals in captivity or what, what it is that you do? Well, they think animals in captivity
0: is that you're going to have them locked up in either small cages or, or, or just being left abandoned and not treated, you know. But again... You have to come and you have to experience yeah. everything.
1: Um, so where, how yourself. can people get in touch with you guys? Um, how can they make an appointment to come here? Well, you can go to
0: zwfmiami.com. That's our website. Our phone number is 305 Or you can actually email info at zwfmiami and we'll get back to you.
1: And um, you guys are open all year round. We're open all year round. Okay. And we're open from eight,
0: depending on if it's somewhere else it's eight to six. If it's uh, like winter now we'll open from eight till five.
1: And people can book parties here, birthdays, we,
0: weddings. We do anything. We we do zoo to you. We do field trips in house, we'll go to schools, we'll go to we'll do any milestones off property or inside the property. Every space here is available for rent. Even my house is available if you need to do
1: and do it. do you have any sort of program where people can sponsor an animal and, you know, be donating yes. money to help you guys? Tell yes. me about that. We have, we have a um, package
0: that we we build for people that are actually want to adopt an animal or mm-hmm. want to contribute. Mm-hmm. You can do that. You can buy a package of $4,000 a year and then you're able to come 50 times. Oh, wow. And then you... Actually, every month, you donate, like, I think it's about $800, or if I'm not mistaken. Uh-huh. I, because I know it used to be 500 but I know we raised it up a little bit. Okay. Um, and do we, they get to pick the animal? that They they're... get to pick the animal. Oh, wow. They do, and they get to come here. They can bring someone else with them. Okay. You know, we've done that. Because That's we don't want to just take your money. We want to... We want to give you that experience. Of you're course. helping us, but we want to
1: help you. And explain explain what you're using that money for. I mean, I know I saw some new facilities being built when well, the, we walked around. I mean, this is a never-ending story. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> we've been here 23
0: years, and you always constantly either repairing, fixing, or building. Right. And this Upgraders. is ongoing. Yeah. You know? But I you mean, always need funds to continue. We always need the funds. The animals are
1: getting bigger and are getting and, new animals. And
0: we're self-funded and everything is done through the
1: sales that we make. It goes back into the business. Right, And now we want to make money to help you get a hippo area. <laughs> my so dream, donate. My all dream come true is actually to
0: build a, like when I went to Africa, that, that I fell in love with it. Like that experience where you actually, the animals are roaming free mm. in their space that they have i mean to have like a lot of land a lot of land and then you build like roads and like a safari mm-hmm. where they go you know with the yeah of course and, and you I love and that you, and you see the animals roaming but you know right you actually as, as, as we're doing that experience it's going to be safe right
1: because number one is safety. to you yeah for I, the of, guests and for the staff out of curiosity you know you see some of these videos of people who have raised tigers are the ones i'm specifically referring to and then they Send them out in the wild, and then years later they come back, and the tiger reminds knows oh, who they are. Is what? that true? Yes. T- like,
0: yeah. Explain that. I to can me. tell you. I can attest to that because I can tell you with Bonnie. I got Limbani from day four, mm-hmm. and he doesn't like women, and he doesn't get along with women. He loves men, mm. yeah, or you know, or his auntie. He loves you know like he he knows you because mm-hmm. he looks at your eyes, yeah, and he knows.
1: And animals are very smart. Animals can tell if you really like them or not. Right. But also they, they say pick up on it. they they say that some animals don't know the concept of time and no, some, they do. and and their memory fades, but you're saying the animals No, will because I you.
0: I the bunny I got him from day 4. I became his surrogate mom mm-hmm. and I can go there anytime and I can talk to him and he'll he'll listen to me. Right. And he gets on out with me. He sees me as his mom. Right. So when someone tells you no I mean, and then again, there's these cases that if you mistreat the animal, I mean, at one point, that animal will turn on you. Right. But if you give them love and attention
1: and dedication, impossible. But that's like any animal. We were talking about this. Any it's animal. It's a dog, a cat, any domestic animal. You have a dog animal. and your dog can turn on you. Yeah. You have a cat and the
0: cat can turn on you. Right. If you mistreat it. Yeah. <laughs> if you mistreat it. Right. Where can people find you okay. on Instagram? On Instagram,
1: Miami. ZWF Miami and Libani ZWF Miami. Okay. And we'll also put that in all the links. So if people want to reach out to you, if they want to learn more about this place, if they want to donate, if they want to contact you, we will make sure that they can find you. So thank okay. you so thank much. Thank you so much. Yeah, absolutely. So much. Uh, for anyone that is listening to this that hasn't been here yet, you should come. It's unbelievable. And, um, you know, you will enjoy it. It will be money worth, you know, spending. Thank you. <laughs> okay. Thank you.